around the world, locally, with family and friends. And to those viewing for the first time, the House of Destiny International Ministries presents Dr. Larry Manley with today's message designed to create a spiritually vibrant connection between our listeners and God. We hope you will enjoy this presentation and above all, we pray you will be blessed. Are you feeling better about yourself? It's a let this mind be in you. All we got to do is just show up and preach the word of God. And if we preach the word of God. I want you to turn with me to the book of Job. <clears throat> the book of Job, the eighth chapter. book of Job is right before Psalms. It's an easy book to find relatively. And we're going to be speaking this morning about small beginnings. Small beginnings. In the book of Job, the 8th chapter, verse 7, are we there? Amen. The Bible says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should do what? Greatly increase. Not just increase, but greatly increase. Now, Bildad, the, uh, he was a Shuhite. Bildad was one of Job's friends, and he spoke a prophecy to Job. The word Bildad, the Shuhite, means contender of wealth. And he prophesied to Job. He said, although your beginning is small, because Job had lost everything he had. I mean, Job had lost when I say everything except his life. At that point, he was scourged with boils and pus all over his body from the head of the, the, the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And he was sitting in ashes and sackcloth and he was scraping himself with clay pottery, something 
like this that had been broken and he was scraping the pus out of the sores that had afflicted him and inflicted him. And Bildad, the contender of wealth, came to Job and he told Job, he said, look, though thy beginning was small, in the end, in the latter days, you're going to greatly increase. No matter what you go through, in the latter end, God declares you're going to increase, greatly increase. Not just increase, but greatly increase. So the prophecy came true at the end of the book of Job. Job was given double, I believe, what he had in the beginning. That was a great increase because before Job fell, he was a very rich man. God gave him all that back plus double for his trouble. And that's what the Lord want to do for you and for me. He want to give you double for your trouble. But you got, to, you, you got to understand one thing. Small beginnings. Small beginnings. Because, you see, everything starts with a small beginning. A baby. A tree. Money. A big shot ain't nothing but the continuation of a little shot. That's all it is. It's where a little shot took off and was determined to keep going. It's the same with this church. Small begin. It would be nice if we agreed. It would be nice. But it really isn't necessary for it to come to pass. Because it's by my faith have I been made whole. Not by yours. It's by mine. Amen? Are y'all with me? So in the latter end, this church will do what? Greatly increase. Why we do what we do and always go giving because we've seen where God gave his only begotten son and he became the firstborn of how many brethren? Many brethren. It greatly increased. See, see, see you got to learn to go giving, not go taking. You got to go like this, not like, you understand what I'm saying? If you, you, you know, so, so when God says that although your beginning was small, because everything has a small beginning, but he declares that in the end, the latter day, that you have greatly increased. That's his word. Now, whether you believe it or not, you know, the reason why some of us are no further in life, because, see, we don't believe what God says. See, life and death, we ain't learned yet that the word of God said life and death is in the power of the tongue. So when he say that I'm going to greatly increase in the latter end, then I got to speak that thing like it was spoken to me. I got to speak it to you. But because you won't speak it, then it can't be done until you learn how to do this thing. See, there's a technique to this. So we sit there when we're supposed to be, but we, because we too cool, or we too oppressed. You know what I'm saying? But when you come up in here, you should be dancing. Amen. You should be shouting. Amen. 
you should be praising him. You understand what I'm saying? But you too cool for your own good. So in the latter end, while everybody else is greatly increasing, you're still going around that same mountain because you don't get it yet that there's a technique to this thing. I'm feeding to show you the technique. Go to Habakkuk. It's a hard book to find. Habakkuk. Let's deal with verse chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, okay? And we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to show you the technique. It says that I will mm, stand upon whose watch? So God got a watch for each and every one of us that we're supposed to be standing on and watching, right? <laughs> Everybody got their own, right? Watch the word. And he set me upon a tower. A tower is a high fortitude where I can see some things. You see, see, as long as you sprung out in the world, you can't see nothing. You know, you got to come up higher. You got to get up on that tower. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? He said, now, I will stand. That means I'm going to stand upon my watch. That means I'm going to be vigilant. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do when I'm supposed to do it, how I'm supposed to do it, you know. And I'm going to do what? I'm going to set me upon the tower, the high place where I can see. And I will watch. Watch this. And I will watch to see what he will say unto me. Why, why, why won't he say, I will see what he say unto me? Why does he say, I will watch to see? Because what you see is what's going to speak to you. See, what's happening in this church right now, if you're on the tower, then it should be speaking to you Amen. that things are changing. Yeah. Let me get back up here. Let me get on back up here. It'll get you in a minute. Okay. Now it says, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. See, he's watching. And he's listening. And he's looking. And what I shall answer when I am, somebody say, corrected. Because uh, <laughs> what God said to you is going to be correction. So he said, now, I need to be on top of myself so that when God begins to speak to me in my insanity, then I don't know how to answer him when uh, he corrects me. Am I going to act a fool? Because he might correct me through a jackass. Wait a minute. He might. He might use a grasshopper. He might use your wife. He might use your husband. He might even use your child. He might. It may not look like God is speaking. Because the way you're looking at it. But God can be speaking through whatever and however. He wants. So, so how you going to respond to God when he corrects you? How you going to respond to him? See, he didn't wait till God corrected him before he figured out how he was going to respond. He said, I'm going to be on my watch. And I'm going to stand upon the top so that when I watch and see what God is speaking to me, I'm going to already know how to respond to his correction 
Do you respond to his correction with a haughty spirit? A rebellious spirit, which is the sin of witchcraft? That's book. When you're, when, you're, when you're in a corrective state, do you go witch on God? <laughs> Say, well, my let minister, huh? Do you go witch on him? You know what I'm talking about. Horns grow out your head because you're being corrected. You start gritting your teeth. Demons start coming out of you and pulling you all apart and throwing you in the water and throwing you on the ground in the fire. And when you're up on the mountain, when you ought to be shouting, you're saying, oh, boys me and woe is me. And when you're down in the valley, you're doing the same thing. So it don't make no difference what position of life you're in. You're still insanity. you got a lunatic spirit. Amen? Amen? And you try to dance it off, but that don't work. You try to roll on the floor and get it off you, but that don't work. See, the only thing going to get it off you is you understanding what the Word of God is saying. Right. I don't know why I'm there, but I, I had to go there. I don't know why. God's <laughs> ruler of this. So, so, so he's saying here now in verse 2, and the Lord answered me. And this is what he said now. He said, I need for you to write the vision. Write the vision means to, don't mean to write something down on a piece of paper. It's a, it means to inscribe the divine communication of God in your heart. Right. And your heart is your mind. It ain't got no, ain't got nothing to do with no flesh. See, that's another lie and misconception. All this thing here do is pump blood and make a man a fool. Your heart is the center of your being. That's what God is talking about when he talks about the heart. So he said, now, I need you to write the vision. I need you to inscribe the divine communication of God into your, somebody say, mind. And he said, now, and make it plain upon tables, where tables there mean, make it where you can understand it. You see. Don't try to go around and do it the way you want to do, but do it the way God say do it. For watch this. We're talking about small beginnings. Verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. See, it ain't your time. It's God's time. He started you all small, but it ain't your time when it's appointed. It's God's time. He said, now, it's for an appointed time, but the, at the end, it should do what? Speak. It's going to talk to you. And not only is it going to speak, it's not going to lie when it speaks. And though it tarry, wait for it. See, that's another problem. We got a problem waiting. We want it now. I won't, I won't, I won't, I want it now. But he said, wait for it. Although what you're looking for and what I told you, although it's going to take some time, and it doesn't appear to be, but he said, wait for it. Because at the end, it's going to speak to you. In other words, it's going to manifest itself. All the tarrying, all the toiling, all the waiting, all the praying, all the tears, all the joy, all the laughter. Wait for it. See, it's here because it will not just come, but it will surely come and won't tarry. See, when this thing begins, to take on its own form like it's doing now. See, it ain't going to tarry no longer. It's going to flood. Amen. It's going to take its course. Amen. 
you see, because it's going to take on its own life. It's almost like after a while, after you plant a seed and you nurture the plant so long, after a while it begins to grow on its own. You don't even have to worry about it no more. You, you see, it can, it can take care and handle the weeds around it and everything. Yes, can't nothing stop it. So the word of God says, now this thing's not going to tarry. And in verse 4 it says, behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. So you got to watch that. When God began to do things in your life, that's why I always say over here to these guys over here, we ministering, we ain't jamming. And the reason I say that is right here. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. You got to watch pride. Pride is sneaky. And you'll begin to think you're doing something, and it's God. And you got to be careful. You got to be careful. But this is what God said, but the just shall live by his faith. The just. Go to Zechariah 4.10. Zechariah 4.10. It's the next, I think it's the next book. No, it's the book, it's two books over from where you are to the right. Zechariah 4.10. Talking about small beginnings, okay? Does it make sense? So, Zechariah 14 says, For who has done what? The day of what? Small things. See, see have, you des- have you despised your small beginning? Have you despised that job that's giving you $8 an hour because you think you're supposed to have $20 an hour? Have, who has despised the small thing? Whoa. Whoa. Well, I ain't making this and I ain't making... Wait a minute. When you was making that, you didn't do what you supposed to do with it. So why? Can I talk to you a minute? Can I? Can I? Can I? Y'all ain't going to get mad at me if I talk to you, will you? Huh? Who, you know, God said, I, I, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I'm going to hold that thought. But I'm coming back. I'll be back. Who has despised? The day of small things when you're supposed to be rejoicing in it. Because why? Because a big shot ain't nothing but the continuation of a little shot. It's got to start. Everything had to start somewhere. God started on the first day doing his thing, but it took him for the greatly increase six days. So if you take God time, come on, y'all. If it take God time, then what about us? Let's go. Though it tarry, it shall surely, surely come. The great increase. The vision. The vision. That thing that God has inscribed inside of you. He said, for who have despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and they shall see the plummet. Now here. We got, we got some work to do here. The plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. Now, what in God is he talking about? For they are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. Well, first of all, we ought not despise the day of small beginning. And those of us who don't, we're going to rejoice because we shall see the plummet 
The word plummet there means the true state of man as God sees him. You see. I'm going to say that again, see, because that went over some of them. See, they, they didn't catch that spiritually. That's why you got to, they always say, you got to say things two or three times, three times before it get down in people's head. Because, see, the first time they don't get it. But he says now, you that rejoice and don't despise the small thing, he said, you're going to see the true state of man as God sees you. That's what God says. But it all don't come with a big bang. The thing comes with a small beginning. Somebody say small beginning. Rejoice in your small beginning. For in the latter end you shall greatly increase. That's God's word. That's his word. And it says now, see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel. Well, Zerubbabel is the one that's born in confusion. That's us. Because all of us were born in Babylon. Babylon means confusion in sin. Anybody here that wasn't born in sin and shaped in iniquity? We got anybody in here that's not a sinner? Is there any non-sinners in the house? I didn't think so. So can't nobody say nothing about nobody else then, right? Because we're all in the same pot. Yeah. Looking at each other, talking about it. it's hot in here. Mm-hmm. So God's word said now, it's going to the true state of man, as God sees it, is going to be shown in the man who's in confusion. The man that's in sin that gets saved. You, you, God's going to show us Small beginning. Salvation is a small beginning. That's all salvation is, a small beginning. But you've got to go through the process. See, you ain't there yet. <laughs> I don't think you hear me. <laughs> you are not there yet. <laughs> you just at the small beginning. And some of us have Got a, little, got a little further than the others, but the fact is is that we're not at that great increase yet. It's there. Somebody say, just keep walking. That's right. This would be because if Israel would have kept walking, I told you all that before, when they reached the Red Sea, if they had just kept walking, the Red Sea would have opened up on its own because it was already ordained to do that. So when you want a roadblock in your life, just keep walking. Somebody say, just keep walking. God already got the door open. He'll open it. But if you stop, if you stop, see, that's what my pups got to learn. My pups got to learn that if I stop singing, they keep singing. Amen. I call them pups because they're still pups. They don't have the confidence yet. They're going to get there. You're getting there. You're getting there. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. God has made leaders because God know man need leadership. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made them like that. They made like that. And, and it's a fool that despises leadership. It's a plum fool. Did you hear me? I know it all. That knows nothing. 
Blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. You got folk on the airplane, now you're wrecking. You don't know how to land it. Got all them people on a plane. Talk about, I'm a pilot. And you done ran into the Ozark Mountains or something. <laughs> Kill everybody. So with this true state of man, as God sees him, comes also these seven, which are the eyes of the Lord. And they run to and forth and through all the earth. We know that those are the seven spirits around the throne. Isaiah 11 too. Y'all low heads know about it. Go over here y'all new heads to Isaiah 11 too. And catch you up. Show you what the seven spirits around the throne are. That run to and forth in all the earth. Isaiah 11 too. Say amen when you get there. All right. Somebody read it, Brenda. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Mm -hmm. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. That's seven of them. Read it out slow. The spirit of the Lord is one. The spirit, the spirit of wisdom. That's two. That's three. The spirit of counsel. Four. And might. Five. The spirit of knowledge. Six. And of the fear of the Lord. Seven. Seven spirits around the throne right there. That's them. That's what rested on Jesus. And that's what rests on us. That's what God was saying when he said, let us make man. He was speaking about the Elohims, which are the seven spirits around the throne. He said, let us make him in our image and in our likeness. Let us make him in the spirit of the Lord. Let us make him in the spirit of counsel and in the spirit of might and in the spirit of wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in the spirit of the Lord. Let's make him like that. Amen? Amen. Do you all understand what I'm talking about in a minute? So God's a good God. And God wants us to know that we should not despise our small beginning. Shouldn't do that at all. Now, let's go to Psalms 35, verse 27. In um, Psalms 35, verse 27, it says, Let them shout for joy. And be glad. See that? That what we were talking about earlier. The more fire you have for God. God want to see you on fire for him. He want to see you shout for joy. See, some of us just don't. Some of us are shout when we get an iPhone or some stupid stuff. But we can't shout for God for nothing in the world. But we'll shout for a trinket. We'll do a happy dance. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Those that favor my righteous cause, let them rejoice and be glad. Yeah, let him say continually, let the Lord be magnified. See there? He didn't say let him look. He said let him say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Which has 
plague, watch this, which has pleasure in the what? Of who? Somebody say me. The word says that the Lord takes what? In what? Of who? Me. I'm going to keep on being blessed, Master Lett. What about you? Huh? You too? What about you? Huh? 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 What about you? What about you? Go keep being blessed? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So don't get mad at me. Come and get mad. You know why? Because the Lord said that he takes pleasure in my prospering me. Let nobody get mad at you because you prosper. The Lord said he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Hmm. The devil is a stinking lie. Sure enough, he is. Look at Jeremiah. We're almost finished. Jeremiah 22, 21. If God said he'd take pleasure in prospering me, you <laughs> that's God said that. Twenty two twenty one. God said, I take pleasure in prospering you. And if you ain't got sense enough, to take pleasure in God prospering you and taking pleasure in what he takes pleasure in about me. Come on. Ain't that insanity? You gonna keep on being what? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The teachings are here. The word of God says that the only thing that God can't do is tell a lie. Say it's impossible for God to tell a lie. God say he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He can't lie. He placed his word above all his name, the Bible says. But watch this. Here's where the problem is. Oh, boy. Watch this. Jeremiah. <laughs> I don't know if I ought to come down there or not. Somebody might throw a rock at me. Jeremiah 22, verse 21. Oh, I'm coming. You're just going to have to throw it. Because I'm coming. Because this is what God did. I want you to look at your life. Small beginnings. Because watch this. Now God says, now I take pleasure in the prosperity of my service, right? See, I take pleasure in this now. So everybody has had prosperity in their life. Amen. Not a person in here who haven't been blessed by God right. with finances and everything else. Amen. Well, watch this word here. Watch verse 21. He said, now I spake, verse 21, everybody there? Amen. Jeremiah 22, verse 21. I spake unto thee in thy what? Prosperity. Come on, say it again. I spake unto thee in thy what? Uh-huh. So God not only prospers us, but he gives us instructions while we're prospering. Watch yourself. But thou said, I will not do what? Fear. 
Okay. There it is. Right there. When we were prospering and God was speaking to us about the guidance, about saving and putting up, and he shows it all through the Bible. But what do we do? We don't hear. And then we want to blame somebody else. And then we want to go spend somebody else's after we done screwed up ours. It's tied up in here. It's tied up in here. But it's the truth. Making four, five, six hundred dollars a week and still ain't got no savings account. That's stupid. I, but he said, now I've spoken to the, we can laugh at ourselves, right? Because we all been guilty. I mean, I mean, come on, it's okay. We all been guilty. But it's time for us to hear. You know, I don't like always doing what I need to do, but I figured out that it's best I do it. I had, <laughs> I had to figure that out through long suffering. Amen? Long suffering. How did I get myself into this again? Oh, my God. What have I done to myself? In the multitude of counsel dwells safety. That's what the book says. He says, now, I speak unto thee in thy prosperity because I, I take pleasure in prospering you. But thou sayest, in other words, you, you say to God, I ain't going to hear that. Thou hast been, oh God, I'm getting up here. I know I better get back up here now. I might need to hide. It says, now, you wasn't here, and this has been thy manner from thy youth. That thou bayest not devote my voice. That means that all your life you've been a, a witch. <laughs> well, that's what rebellion is, witchcraft. That's what the Bible says. Don't get mad. You, do I need to show it? Anybody want me to show it to you in the Bible? You want me to show it to you in the Bible? Rebellion is a witch, makes you a witch. You got a Bible there, young man? Huh? Well, okay, I want you. I want, I want, I want to show it to you. I want you to go to, I think it's 1 Samuel, Samuel, I think it is. Yeah, 1 Samuel 15, verse 23. Matter of fact, all y'all go there if you want to. So next time you won't get rebellious, you can understand what you're doing. Say amen when you get there, young man. All right. Read it. Read it loud. Huh? 15, 1 Samuel 15, 23. Read it loud, young man. Come on, read it loud. I can't hear you. I'll... What is? What's the sin of, what has the sin of witchcraft? Oh, 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 okay. Have you been rebellious? Then you're a witch. That ain't that what you just read? Okay, then, don't look at me. I'm just telling you what the word says. You read it. You read it. See, what you want, see, what y'all want me to do is y'all want me to tell y'all some lies to make you feel good. See, that's what you want because that's what you're used to getting where you go. A feel good message. But see, I make you look in the Bible where you can see for yourself that rebellion 
for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, thou hast also rejected thee from being king. God said, now, I've made you kings and priests unto me, but because you wouldn't listen to me, because you wouldn't understand what I was saying when I was speaking to you in your prosperity, that you're not going to be no king unto me. I'm going to reject you. So what is rebellion? So that makes you a witch. And the only way that you can undo that witchcraft is to stop being rebellious. Otherwise, you're a witch. That's what the books say. So if you get mad, get mad at God. Because he wrote it, right? Can't get mad at it. I'm just a messenger. Huh? My job is to show you what's in the book. Now, you might not like what God is, but I ain't got nothing to do with that. My job... If you don't do your job, you get fired, right? Amen. Ain't that what they do? Amen. So my job as a preacher and a pastor is to give you the word of God, right? right. What you do with it is up to you, right? right? After I deliver the word, I don't do no more counseling. Because you get your best counsel on Wednesday and Sunday morning. And if you don't hear it in, you won't hear it later. You'll just be wasting my time. I learned that the hard way. I got one more, and then we're out of here. I know that's right. I know that. I know that's right. I didn't know that thing was going to get tight like that. I, I didn't see it when I was studying that it was going to get tight like that. I didn't. Whew. Go to Ecclesiastes 7, 14. Ecclesiastes 7, 14. This and we are doing good. Now watch this. Watch what God does, children. We're talking about small beginning and greatly increasing in the latter end. So what we're really talking about is the prosperity. The prosperity that's God's way. Because the Bible says God takes pleasure in prospering us, right? So this ain't some preacher preaching prosperity. I'm preaching the word of God. God say we the head, not the tail, right? right. So we ain't got no business living like no pauper. Right. Y'all know what a pauper is, a peasant. Don't, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got no business sharecropping. We supposed to be owning the land. That's right. That's right. Him and I. He made us the head, not the tail. Watch this. Ecclesiastes 14 verse, I mean 714, I'll be there. It says, in the day, that word day there means something that's required of you. In the day of prosperity, it's required of you that you be what? Didn't I tell y'all, y'all got to come up in here with a merry heart? And you got to learn to respond to God's word because God enjoys that. Don't be so sophisticated that you can't give God some praise. That ain't good. 
He says, now, in the day of prosperity, he said, be joyful. But then he puts but on there. But is, I think that's a, 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 a conjunction. Ain't a but. Ain't conjunction. <laughs> to the rest of the body. Well, ain't it? Well, all right, then. <laughs> Let me get back with me. Y'all crazy. Y'all have me in trouble. I'm going to get back up here. Because when I come down there, I get in trouble every time. Put my glasses on. Now, here, here's something from God's word that's awesome. He says, in the day of prosperity, it's required of you, that word day there means it's required of you, to be joyful. Well, I can see that easy. Yeah, I, I can see being joyful. But it also says, but, in the day of adversity, I need you to consider something. Because adversity is required in your life too. It says God has set the one, prosperity, over against the other, adversity, and vice versa. Why did he do it? To the end that man should find nothing after him. So what God is saying, look, in this life, and I'm closing, in this life that you're in, church, this life going through the wilderness of this earthly life of existence, because we're Israel spiritually that's doing that. That's what the Bible is trying to tell us. I know y'all still looking back down or somewhere, but you got to learn that you it. <laughs> that word is for you. You. So while God is prosperous in life, there's also going to be adversity. Anybody had adversity in their life? He set one against the other. They clash. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Sometimes you're happy, sometimes it's time and place for everything, right? Why did God do it that way? Why don't he just let us be prosperous all the time? Well, why don't God just let us have adversity all the time? No, you say, look, I got a point. It's, it's balanced out. Why is it balanced out? So that man will understand that in the end, it ain't nothing but God. In the end, it ain't nothing but God.